So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the multifamily legacy podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, Adam, welcome back to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You know, one of the things, uh, the reason we have you on this episode today, and this is your third time appearing on our podcast, wow. is you've got something that's pretty important that I want to share with people. And that is when we talk about building a platform, as you become a multifamily syndicator and you're out there trying to grow your exposure, for a lot of us, and I know I teach it, is, hey, you should start a podcast. You should get out there and start putting your message and you'll find an audience. So we've done that and we've had our podcast. This is like my third year in podcasting for me. And I think we've got maybe 145 episodes, something like that. And I felt like we've done pretty good. And then you came along and you said, hey, Corey, I would like to take a crack at it. I know you use another company to help you promote and, and do stuff and produce the episodes and you're like, I think my team can do it better. And you have. And so I want you to talk about what you do and how you do it. And for anybody out there that's thinking about starting a platform, I'm just going to right now, I'm just going to flat out say it. Adam Adams has a process that he will crush and help you crush your podcast and really get it tremendous traction. So dude, it's been amazing. Awesome. Well, we started like almost four years ago, started the podcast. We definitely was already thinking about it four years ago. And so we got out, we launched a podcast and I believe we did a lot of things wrong. And I started living vicariously through people that are part of like my mastermind or who have just come and asked me to help them like launch a podcast or whatever. And I found that as I kind of slow down and do something that nobody else talks about, which is like ready, aim, fire. Everyone's yeah. always saying ready, fire, aim, ready, fire, aim. Just start, just get it going. That's exactly what I did. And it took a long time to get any traction on the podcast that I launched. Now, I finally ended up selling it. I had, we're in the same mastermind, Corey. And I told everybody that I wanted to sell that podcast because I made one of the biggest mistakes. I wasn't going toward a perfect avatar. I just like ready fire aim. I just did a podcast. And so I went to sell it. And at this time it had enough downloads. Finally, this was like after three years straight of grueling effort, they finally had enough downloads where I could sell the podcast for some money. And so three people in our mastermind said that they'd give me 50,000 or more. The highest one was just 60,000, but three offers for the podcast because now it had downloads and it started just realizing like how valuable these podcasts are because they're not just valuable 
to us, but they can be sold. We can monetize them with sponsorship and all that kind of cool stuff. So for the last little while, I've been just helping other people promote a podcast that they already have had. Like yours has been around for three years. Uh, Another client, Chris Miles, has been around for five years. And like Chris just wasn't really seeing the results that he wanted. He had been doing it for so long and it just never really took off. And so we started working with them and just on the marketing, actually, we're about to take over the editing, like you said, but we just started helping him market. And he went from 400 downloads per day to over 800 downloads per day. Ever since we've been working with him, he's getting double the listeners. 800 a day, it's getting out there, you know? So I feel like what a lot of, I guess the learning lesson for the listener is like, if you've already done ready, fire, aim, now it's time to do marketing and I can help. And if you haven't launched yet, then you want to do ready, aim, fire. You want to understand who your avatar is. You want to market it really heavily in the beginning. And if you don't know how, I can help you. But you want to market it really heavily in the beginning because there's something special when you're just launching a new podcast. You can actually hit some algorithms for iTunes and get it out in front of more and more people. So I'm actually just launching now my next podcast, which is called the Podcast on Podcasting, which is kind of funny because you asked me to (laughs) join you at just such an optimal time. Probably won't be all the way aired when on the first day that this comes out, but they can definitely look for the podcast on podcasting as well, just for that help. If I could back up and just talk about like what it's going to take, because you started the episode... You started the episode talking about building a platform, thought leadership, syndicators, and you're completely right. I've seen that a lot of times when we get like apartment education, most of the time where we usually will go, when we do that, we're really getting educated how to underwrite, which is critical, how to find deals, which is important, how to legally take the money, which is you couldn't do it. You couldn't do anything without that. Yeah. However, I noticed where I took my education in multifamily, we didn't learn how to be a thought leader. And there's so many people that took from the same company as I did. You know, so definitely it's not a knock on them in any way. It's just there's a lot of people that took. And when we go to the meetings where there might be over a thousand people, there's really just a couple of us that have actually syndicated a deal. It's really just a small handful. You can call them out by name. And I always wondered, like, why? What What are people struggling with? And I found out, like, they're struggling with raising money. But it's not because they didn't learn how to do it legally. It's because they don't have a platform. And you mentioned the podcast being an awesome platform. I recommend it over... YouTube, because like with YouTube, there's 60,000 channels. There's 60,000 different people, 60 million, sorry, people that you're competing with. And in podcasting, it's 1.5 million. And so it's like really a good time to do the podcasting. And we found that it's still wealthier, right? Yeah, it's it's still small, a small niche. Yeah. What I found too, Adam, is that your podcast listeners become very loyal raving fans like they know they get to know you and their voice 
And when they do decide to take action, it's really very definite, right? It's not yeah. wishy-washy or like, it's a warm lead. Yeah, when they call, they feel like they know you. They're like, oh, I don't need to ask any questions about you. I already know you. I'm ready to do this. So that's really what we've experienced as well. But there is a special thing that a lot of your listeners are going to want to know is if they're going to be starting a podcast or if they're going to be wanting to do some type of thought leadership. Podcasts seem to be one of the best ones, not just because of the competition, but the data shows that they're higher net worth. They're more wealthy. Uh, yes. The podcast listeners tend to have more money than like a YouTube watcher will oh, in general. So um, I'll give you an example too. Like your uh, just your last live event, right? And even Michael Blanc's last live event that I went to, I would say most were pretty uh, proficient podcasters, right? And when you look at because now I don't want to maybe name drop, but I'm gonna I am gonna do it. So I went. To, I've been to Dave Lindell events, right? And I'm just going to say the people that are at the attending the event is night and day. Yours and Michael's podcast listeners, it's that's what it is, a upper echelon clientele and more sophisticated, more educated and higher net worths. And it makes it very intoxicating to be around that. Then I went to Dave Lindell's and there's a guy holding the sign says it's like some stupid, crazy stuff of asking for money or something i don't know it's just like oh my god brother no no don't put that sign away you're not <laughs> gonna get anybody to talk to you with that sign on yeah and so it's, it's radical it's not just different it's radically different yeah it's amazing so there's just so much value that you can get from having a podcast but i will echo that if you haven't launched one now make sure that when you do that you just you want to utilize that first eight weeks. And some people talk about the first eight weeks being a really big deal within Apple Podcasts and the iTunes algorithm. And what I do, like when, so there's an awesome guy. He was He's in my mastermind a couple years ago. And I helped him launch a podcast. His name's Steven Pesavento. And it was awesome because like, He's such a great guy. The day before we launched his podcast, no one really knew who he was. Like he was yeah. in a couple masterminds. And so like the mastermind members knew him, but he had never been on a podcast. He had never like hosted an event. He didn't have his mastermind back then. So he wasn't really well known. And I will share the critical difference of like, and maybe we can get into more detail on it, but just... He was launching a podcast April of 19, and it was called The Investor Mindset. It was in the business category, the entrepreneurship category, and the, I'm trying to remember the third category. And then Bigger Pockets, your listener probably knows who Bigger Pockets is. They have a, a good podcast for like brand new beginners, people that have never done anything, and they attract a lot of beginners. They don't talk about the stuff that you talk about on this podcast. This might feel overwhelming to somebody, but um, it's really easy to get somebody to learn how to. What They always talk about house hacking. But it, the point is, they have like over a million subscribers, literally, not yeah. figuratively. And they were launching, uh, actually, it's a good friend of yours and mine. I'm pretty sure you know him well as well. Jay Scott and his wife, Carol, were launching a the Bigger Pockets Business Edition. 
And they put it out to like their million subscribers and they let everybody know about him. And they already had a big name. And Stephen, he was kind of like that underdog in the story, right? He was kind of yeah. just launching this podcast. No one really knew him. And the big thing that I made sure that he did is I just said, you've got to market this and take control of some of your ratings and reviews. I just asked him, call your friends, call your parents, I'll do it too. And we were able to kind of get like the first 50 or 60 ratings and reviews in such a short amount of time that what iTunes did is they put him, oh yeah, he was top 10 in the new and noteworthy category. Yes. He was number one in the business category, while Bigger Pockets Business, who launched the exact same time, was number four in the business category. He was number one in entrepreneurship. And I'm trying to remember what the last, but he in four categories, he was top 10. Yeah. And now he just has such an incredible listenership compared yeah. to that other podcast. And it's because we started it right. And yeah, what well, you just think amazing. about We'll use like Netflix as an example, right? When you're on Netflix and you say the top 10 watched, there's some things in there that I would never find, but it's like, wait, that's number six. Hold on. Let's click it. Yep. Right? And that's the power of Netflix and, and same thing with Apple. The power of their marketing arm, when you get that wind in your sales, your ship's forever on course, man. Yeah. It's going somewheres. Now, I didn't get that, right? But I want to... So listen, the same. reason I had you yeah, on, When I too, originally started my first one, I was the same way. I was like, I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to start a new one. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. You have helped me and my podcast like crazy. Like, let's, Can we talk about our numbers a little bit? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so this is going to... Your underwear is this out This is full disclosure, kids. Yeah, it's funny. Okay, so... I'm not even saying I've got a great podcast, but I love doing it. And so, and here's the challenge. And I just want to put my precursor here. Corey buys multifamily apartments. Okay. That's what he does. It's what he likes to do. That's my main core business. I love also teaching, but Corey sucks at marketing. And honestly, I've not just had, until I found the right person, which is going to be Adam. And you're going to see what he's done in a short amount of time. It's been mind-blowing. So I wish I would have knew you back when I first started because it would have been amazing. But our show is getting lots of traction in a short amount of time, and that I'm super excited about. So we use a thing called PodKite, Chartable. We look at Apple. We try to just, whenever we have a client like you who wants to really grow the podcast, we look a little at five different metrics, hopefully, because I didn't write them down right before, but there are five specific metrics that we look at. We look at downloads, we look at subscribers, we look at ratings, we look at reviews, which are different. Ratings are just five stars, four stars, three stars. Reviews are written out. This is what I like about Corey's podcast. We look at the number of those. We look at how many of them are coming in per week, per month. And we look at popularity scores as well for different episodes. And so my team, we've been doing a lot of marketing. We needed to do it for our show where we started it wrong. We finally got that and we're helping a lot of other people do their shows. Chris Miles, Julian Annie Lamb, the Dickerson, you know, those two women with their good egg. And so we're tracking all these things. 
and then we try them on other podcasts. So it was perfect timing when you asked, what can you do to grow this? I was like, you know, we're getting our systems down now. So the truth is we're doing this for other people. We've only been doing it for other people just this in 2020. And, but we finally got into a place where your podcast, which wasn't ranking on the upper, on upper, upper. Yeah. Neither was, you know, the good egg, the investing for good, and neither was Chris Miles. None of them were like ranking anywhere before we started working with them. And then we have about a dozen different things, strategies that we're doing to kind of get podcasts in front of people. And yours and theirs have recently gotten, yours is far above the top. I'm looking at your numbers on my other screen right now. And if you do the math, you're much higher than five times better than just the top 1%. You're better than five times better than just the top 1%. There's a 1.5 million podcasts out there. And like it wasn't ranking and now it's ranking huge. And it's, I'm just so humbled and grateful that the things we're doing are working. I will give your listener just one thing that we do in case they can implement it on their own, it does take a lot of time. I have a good team of virtual assistants. I have a really large army of a team where I think about six of them, seven of them are in the Philippines, and then the other two are just in other random countries. One from, one's from India, one's from somewhere close to Dubai, but I don't remember the name of it right now. It's a small country. But um, the point is that I've got this great team that, I love marketing. I actually close on apartments like you do, but I don't do any of the apartment stuff. I only do the marketing stuff. My team is the asset manager. I have yeah. two people that do asset management. One person's the acquisition manager, and then I've got some underwriters and everything like that. So they do all the hard stuff. I just do the marketing for it. So our our company for multifamily grew because the thing that I love is marketing. But yeah. I took this and I figured out systems and I gave it to my assistants. And I think this will be something tangible for the listener if they want to do it on their own. And it's simply that I found that the best way of marketing is one-on-one -on -one marketing. When you do a Facebook ad, oftentimes it goes, it just people just skim right past it really fast. Yep. And so what we've figured out is that we could create a series of questions that we would give to people on different social media platforms one-on-one -on -one, that would turn into having them becoming subscribers, listeners, downloaders, and rate and review your show. And we've done that exact thing with your show. And so I'll have them reach out to go to groups where it's about apartment investing. That's one of the types of groups that we have them go to. And we just start connecting with people and we do things like, hey, what are you doing in the industry? Are you more looking for money or are you looking for deals right now? And you start to get to know what they're looking for. And then it's a series of questions and it's pre-scripted and it's genius. It works so well. And so <laughs> it this question leads into, awesome, what podcasts are you listening to right now? Do you have any good recommendations on that topic? And then we'll get the recommendations. And then we finally say, 
I just came across an awesome podcast for multifamily. Would love to share it with you. This guy is dope and so easy to get along with. And then they're like, oh, yeah, please send it over. And then we just, then we say, all right, it's called Multifamily Legacy Podcast. And I swear it's the best podcast around. And I just saw that they're ranked in the top 1% on iTunes. And would you be okay if I sent you the link? Because we're a third party. It would be harder to do if this was you doing it. But may I send you a link to their podcast? I think you get a lot of value from it. And specifically this one episode. And so we'll get permission. This is another point that's important. You don't just send people links uh, when you're doing this one-on-one. You get permission first. So then we'll send it to them. (laughs) And then we'll just ask them. We'll say, hey, did you get a chance to check that episode out that I sent you? What did you think about it? So two questions. Again, it's a series of questions. Did you get a chance to listen to that episode I sent you? Question mark. What did you think of it? Question mark. And so then they'll let us know like what they thought of it. And then we'll say something to the effect of, it's so random. It's hard to explain this like fast, (laughs) but we will say something like, we'll hear them and their words on what they're saying that they liked about your show. And then we'll find a rating and review that was similar. And then we'll say, oh my gosh, it looks like you already gave them a rating and review. And we'll literally send them that screenshot of somebody else's rating. And then this is so funny because they typically go in and they say, oh, well, no, I haven't left a rating, but I'll probably just do it right now. And then we just let them know how easy it is. They give a rating, they give a review. And then every now and again, we'll reach out and we'll just say, back to them again. Dude, did you check out that last episode Corey just posted? It's just like a question. That's to keep them there, keep them downloading it, keeping you having ratings and reviews. So anyway, on the numbers, it was this average is, it was awesome. averaging about 5,000, 5,500 up to a little higher, but it you were around like 5ish thousand per month, which is actually really good because that is better than almost every podcast, 5,000, especially If you're doing like weekly posts, that's a lot. That's good traction. But that's that's where the podcast was. And the first month that we started, you did our Blitz package where we go all out. Like the Blitz package is just where we just really, really, really go hard. And you had 19,300 downloads that. So three to four times the normal. 3x. And then we pulled it back a little bit, not much, but we pulled it back a little bit in the next month from that top level to a still a pretty good level. And it was 15,000, like 15, still yeah. triple normal. And and I actually had a gallbladder surgery, so I missed the two or three episodes or like two episodes in my normal just sending out podcast, right? So that's part of the reason why. I need to mention something. I want to put you in a, I want to put a dunce cap on your head, but I also want the listener, if they're going to start a podcast, I really want them to take this to heart. In our finances, Corey, we make sure that we have three months or six months or 12 months of expenses ready to go. Like everyone knows that everyone talks about that with our finances. We're like, We don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. And it's the same in podcasting. You don't want to live episode to episode. It can really hurt someone's podcast 
to have gallbladder surgery or have coronavirus or go on a two-month vacation and not be able to post episodes. And so even though this isn't specific about the marketing, it's good to bank some episodes to yeah, just get them in the bank. Normally we try to be four months or four weeks behind, like banked, right? Yeah. Like have some in the bag, right? Yeah. Um, it can be super tough and it's not your fault to have that surgery and to get COVID and all, whatever else happens, you oh, know, dude, it's, it's been like one after the other. I'm like, dude, can I just get a break here for a minute? Right? So, so for the listener, one thing that I would recommend is just record 12 episodes that are timeless and you only publish when you have to, they're just sitting in a bank. So like when you have gallbladder surgery, you just say, hey, I don't know how long it's going to be. I need you to post these 12 once a week until I get better. That's a huge tip to the listener. And for us, when as we're trying to do it, because iTunes starts pulling that podcast away. And the listener, you talked about Netflix earlier, Corey. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about Netflix. What happens when you finish a season? of your favorite show and the next season's not there yet. You find another show. That's yep. what happens. And so when we take a week or two or, or a month off, a lot of times our they listener out, right? needs, they were wanting to consume. They don't have it at this place, but so they're still going to have to find it somewhere. And they might love that other podcast better, or they might love that other season of the other Netflix series better. Yeah, they find a new favorite. Yeah, and you don't want that. So you just want to be consistent no matter what it takes. So a big tip, have 12 always ready to go in the bank. And if you're doing weekly, that gets you three months of gallbladder surgery or vacations to Hawaii or whatever it is. So Noted. <laughs> Hey, well, so, but uh, now uh, let's talk about um, written reviews. So what happened on like, where would you start? Where we, um, Oh my goodness. Okay. Written reviews. I'm going, it was like to... 142 when you took, over. holy moly. Is, I know it's like, it five has something. 563 now. Yeah. That's insane, brother. Yeah. Okay. 142 so... or something like that. When you first took over. Holy cow. To 500 and something. Okay, this is where I have to say results can vary. <laughs> the results can vary. I don't know if we'll get everyone that, that fast, but you are doing a sizable I package have a good, I must have a good show. You, <laughs> you do have a you, you have an awesome show. And actually, speaking of ratings and reviews, I've been reading a lot of them, and everybody's just talking about how they resonate with you really well, how you speak the truth, how you're on their same playing field, like how you're not salesy. Like you add immense amount of value to the listener that comes straight from the heart, and you're not having some type of sales agenda. You're not, I mean, you probably want passive investors and you probably want clients to come to the Kahuna boardroom, right? You Obviously yeah. that benefits everybody. It benefits them and you. But what I'm saying is the way that the listener feels as I read all of these reviews, it's number one, adding true value to them on how they can get to the next level. And the other pieces will fall into place. That's what yeah. I'm reading, which is yeah. just amazing. 
So yeah, it's been. And listen, my biggest regret is I never started advertising and marketing this uh, way in the beginning because we'd have a much bigger audience, a much bigger show. But that's fine. So I'll, you've got a good track record with me. We're going to be doing it for a long time, Adam. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you. So, but just to kind of like, I just want to, from my perspective, listen. It's always a little bit nervous to change. Change is typically kind of hard. And especially when you have a system and a process for producing podcasts. And I was using a company called Podcast Motor. And okay, producing the podcast, but they really didn't try or offer anything else to market it. And, and I'm not a marketing genius. That's not my boat. That's not where I roll. And so when you first came over, I was really, I was like, well, can we do this? We got to do this. These are all the things we do. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we, we've got this, right? And, but the proof is in the results. And I was blown away with the written reviews. First of all, it went off the chart. And then to get started, to get traction, I think we're ranked 198 in all U.S. podcasts. Anything with the, the whole, business. with that word business which is the biggest category. That's the hardest category in your ranking top 200. Yeah. Amazing. So very, very cool, right? I mean, like, so I couldn't be more happier with my results. And we do start with like, so I don't measure results on podcasts probably the same way. Eventually what happens is like, it's kind of like a tidal wave. It comes in, it starts to roll and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's with like, the actual items, which is eventually we, you know, we have, we do sell, here's how you invest. Like we're getting more and more investor calls. We're getting more and more people that are interested in our uh, mastermind and things like that. And so that's kind of the, uh, but that's not why the truth is that's not why I do my podcast, my podcast. I do it because I, I love to teach. It's my outlet, but the results from it do matter. And like, how do I help more people get a bigger audience? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're helping me do. And so I just, I asked you to come on and do this podcast with me because it's not often that somebody comes in and makes like, not just like a little turn, but like a big U-turn, it feels like, right? Of where you're going. In this shape, it's kind of like escape velocity. We were doing something and we didn't even know what we didn't know until you kind of shed some light to it, Adam. And I just know that there's other people that could really benefit from you already gave like that idea, what you just gave is gold. Thank like you. for anybody that like, listen, if you want to just grind and do it, he just gave you the success formula or one of them that would work. The other part is to hire him to do it. And so I want to make sure that you give out how to find you so they can hire you if they're thinking about, because if you're thinking about launching a podcast, if you don't use Adam, I think you're probably stupid. Okay. I think so too. And I, just, I just said it loudly. <laughs> it's uh, funny. But that's how I truly feel because like when you see good and then you see great, you're like, oh, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want the average crap anymore. I want the great stuff. That's um, awesome. Because it does matter, right? And really that relevance does matter. I've paid lots of money for people to learn how to get on TV, to speak at NASDAQ, to get these types of assets, to be able to say that you've been on ABC, NBC, and all you know, Fox that's a craft. It's a skill set. You've got to learn to do it. Marketing, you may or may not want to learn how to do it, or you can just hire Adam. And in my life, whenever I see a shiny 
easy button, <laughs> right? When I see it and it works, when it absolutely works, dude, you smash it, bro. <laughs> you smash the easy button. So if you're not smashing Adam's easy button, you're just doing yourself a disservice. So how do we find you, bro? Thank you, first off. They can get lots of resources and hire us by going to mypodcast.website. We might get another URL as well, but this one's mypodcast.website. So it's not a .com or a .net or .io or whatever. It's just .website, mypodcast.website. Uh, the point is, like, we do three things. We can help you launch, and we've, we've helped uh, multiple people launch and get into the top 1% ranked on iTunes. Multiple people launch. And as of recently, we started doing more marketing, and I'm happy to say that this last few weeks, we've been able to get four people who went from four podcasts that went from not being ranked to actually being ranked. So launching, we can do and we crush it. I think we're the best ever at helping you launch. Marketing, I don't know anybody else who does marketing at all. So I think we, it's kind of our niche and we're, we're, we crush it. And then we're really good at editing. We can do all your post-production and kind of take that off your plate if that's where you'd want to go. And for most of us that are listening, we probably want to work on the business, not have to be in it. So I'd love to be that part to edit your shows too. All of that info is at my podcast.website. And yeah, and just so to be clear, he does it all for me. So like you produced my podcast. Like I just give you the raw files. We have a process for that. It works out really well, really good. Your team is amazing and they handle it and it's very consistent and very good. And then from there, the marketing part is what we've given you as additional. And so far we've been very extremely pleased in that process. And listen, to, you know, I just looked at, I was, I didn't look at yours, but I'm going to, uh, I got to see how many written reviews you got. Oh, <laughs> but oh. I did Hey, but I did. Uh, Corey, you passed me last month. You passed yeah. me last month and so, you passed Michael too. Yes, I did. So I was, <laughs> so I went and looked at his real quick, and he's like, "Oh, 430. I was like, "Oh, I got him." Yeah, I by a hundred, by over a by a hundred and thirty more as of just today. That's insane. Michael Blanc's so, been doing it for a long time, and he's had got a really well known name. I like your podcast better personally. Uh, I I re resonate with it more, so it's been easy to promote it because I really feel like just you add so much value that it's not hard for me to tell people that I think that you add value. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the proof is in the pudding. You're crushing it, uh, exceeding Michael Blanc, who's been doing this for a lot more years. Well, listen, I'm excited to see where we take it and where your team helps make this thing go because my goal is to leave an, enough clues that anybody who was ever interested in multifamily can at least see the path that I went on and the journey that I went on and hopefully be able to take that same journey and make it theirs. So the ultimate goal, I think when you're doing it from the point of, I do it because I love it. Money always follows that, by the way, right? You can always make, do something that you truly love and eventually you can get paid a lot of money to do it, yeah. right? So I love this podcasting. I enjoy the conversations with others. And then sometimes I like just to solo it and just say, here's, let me just tell you what happened with Corey. Here's, and I'm using my biggest guinea pig, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is, because I'm not afraid to show you my failures, right? Adam, having you on my team has been an amazing uh, partnership. I'm super excited. And I can't thank you enough for coming on. If 
we'll give you the last word for like words of wisdom to inspire others to grow their platform. What would you say? Uh, what's some, some inspiring words you want to add? Yeah, I want to be able to sum it up really well. I know what I want to say. I think that having a thought leadership platform is critical. And I found that podcasting does more for you and your business than just getting passive investors. And so the inspirational thing that I'd like to leave the people with, your listener, is that, look, not only are you going to add an immense amount of value to the passive investor that you need to be able to raise more money, you're also going to have, and I'm sure, Corey, you've had this as well, people that have the deals that we are buying, they look up my name. They always do. And they find the podcast and they find 500 episodes of real estate and they listen to an episode or two and they say, this is my buyer. It's more than just passive investors. But what I love is the connection, like the one-on-one -on -one connection that I have with people like Corey, Joe Fairless, Michael Blanc. If you know Hal Elrod, I got to have dinner with Hal because of my podcast. And I can text Hal on his birthday. And we might be starting a Miracle Morning meetup. I might be helping him launch a meetup. This, your network is your net worth. And when you can control the people that you're talking with on a weekly basis through podcasting, it becomes an elevated status where you actually become more successful because your friends are now the people that are absolutely crushing it. Those are the people that you're well connected with. And so start a podcast, start it as soon as possible. And when you do, you'll notice that it gets more value than you could ever get with something like a, a YouTube channel or whatever. So Yeah, yeah. Well said, brother. Well said. Guys, listen, thank you for coming on, Adam, sharing your nuggets and your wisdom. For everybody else that's listening right now, you know how I end every, every episode. It's the same way every time because it starts with belief. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, start believing that you're going to be successful. Meditate it in your mind. Tell yourself daily that you're going to have a successful podcast and then do the work behind it to achieve it. It starts with a belief. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.